Welcome to Teachable Moments 27. How the elite of our world uses morality of the populace to get what they want. One of the interesting things that you will learn from this book of the rational male religion. Some call it the rational male, the red pill in religion, but I call it by what the title is, is the use of our biology in order to continue the structure of governments that have become too corrupt to live. And it's been done throughout all of history. The concept of the chivalric male that Michael Tessarian talked about also fits in this. He says in the Dragon Mother that the chivalric male is pretty much what Mr. Tomasi has called the beta male or the simp, or those that are in the beta box side of the game, the chivalric male, basically. And it's pretty much nearly a one-to-one correlation between both the Dragon Mother books concerning the chivalric male and Rolo Tomasi's concept of the beta box, beta side provisioning of this particular males, which is about 85% of all males that exist in the modern world today. So how do governments use our Christian morality? How they use Jewish morality? How do they use Islamic morality in order to get what they want? One of the major ways they do this is the use of female solacism and hypergamy in order for the elite to ransack the church. We have to bring it to simple brass tests. The women make the money through all of the advertisements that are shown there. The women spend more money than men, than what they take in. It is an economic disaster that if it was done in any other company, would have that company closed down immediately. But mankind, let me rephrase that. Humanity can't close down. We got babies to raise, you see. There's a TikTok from a young woman that basically 
shows the realities of the situation of how they use morality against us, against men of high standards, high moral standards, and high caliber. He basically makes it into a mathematical problem. One father with six kids only nets about $17,000. Six baby fathers with six different kids, that's a $3,500 a month, $3,350 a month. All that together is much more money for her to make, which means six different men become wards of the state. Their money is being siphoned off as they work these jobs in sanitation, in construction, in all sorts of menial labor jobs in order to feed, clothe, and support a woman who will not marry one of them rather have the kids in order to live the life that she wants to live but the church for whatever reason we know the main reason it's money and Rollo Tomasi beautifully shows this in the book the rational male religion Women make the cash. Our churches have damned us to accept that any single mother with a sob story enough to convince pastors to have a change of heart. This is the exception. This has to be the exception. Marry this particular one. You have no other options. Your options are limited. Your government are not giving you the jobs that you need. Your cars continue to break down. Your freedom is lacking. Your friends are no longer your friends. You hold down two jobs and a secondary job at Uber Eats. You have a little bit. Give to the church. Become the single father. The surrogate father, the stepfather for this woman that has returned to the flock. One of the reasons I said in part one, do men and women need a separate religion? And I unfortunately said yes, it's for this particular reason. Forgiveness can only go so far before 
it destroys the community of the church. That does not mean that through the many mistakes a woman makes, through the many decisions a woman makes, that we should damn the woman. However, for a church to survive, for religion to save those that really want to be saved, repentance is needed. And if the Catholic Church, the Jewish synagogue, and the Islamic mosque, if they cannot figure out reconciliation with the actual biological father of the children and the mother in order to reconcile them to both the faith and to the family of both, then what is the church needed for? especially the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church makes it apparent to everyone that is a follower of the church that the sacrament of marriage is important. But the church changed some of its roles many times before in order to placate concept of no-fault divorce. Somebody was at fault for breaking up for what God ordained to happen. They also allowed divorced couples to gain Holy Communion. They also allowed all these other particular things in order to understand the many changes that have been brought about due to the romantic, the romanticization of love, baby making, and the whole lot of it. The emotional side of things. Women are opportunistic and has been seen throughout every single decade of human existence. And the opportunistic nature has turned the Catholic Church not perfect, mind you, into a den of thieves in many cases. In many ways, a den of vipers. In many senses, a bunch of front runners that only wanted real estate in order to gain money 
Buddha Concordat of 1888 in Baltimore and from Second Vatican II to support a liberation theology that is not about liberating people from the sins that they commit on a daily basis, both men and women, but to placate a desire for the return of the goddess. Using Mary as one of the keys into bringing those that believe in different religions into the fold of Christianity. This has happened before with very limited success, but there was a reason why it was a limited success. They used Mary as a front to bring people to Jesus. But Jesus was the key, the only key, and forever was the key to salvation. But they used Mary as the key. And now, sadly and unfortunately, they have forgotten that the key was Jesus. And now Mary has been given more precedent in the church, especially in the liberation theology movement, the Marian movement, the Jesuits as a, et al. into bringing about Chiara Sessigen. It is not ironic. It is almost blatant that Kiara Sessigen in her first form is a nun. Think about it real deeply. And not just any nun. A nun who uses the internet to bring people into salvation. Does anybody really, really take a look at the things that you do see? Because I know that Roel Tomasi has now done it in his own way with the red pill praxis. But Roel, Michael Tessarin has done it with all aspects of advertising and the like. But have you done it as well to figure out what they're trying to tell us? A prophecy in one sense, a way of sublimation in another. And these days with woke culture, a way of supplication the way of using Christianity as a form of, I am more holier than thou. Basically the Philistines, if you want to put it in simple terms, I am more holier than thou, but we needed goddess to show that we are holier than thou. Think about this real dark on how chivalry has misinterpreted and has basically gutted Catholicism and Christianity. 
to the Black Lives Matter protest. Everybody knows that bowing down in any context is a form of submission, not a form of forgiveness, all these other things. It's a form of submission. They bowed down to African-Americans. Think about this in really dark terms. And I don't mean this to disparage. And this is not to disparage people who actually want to help African-Americans. This is not to disparage those that have lost their lives to police violence. This is not to disparage anyone who actually want to do the right thing. But early in the month of July, late in, the, late in May and all through June, We had a situation where the symbol of taking a knee can be interpreted as a form of bowing to a king, bowing to a goddess. Or God, the people that bowed first after they prayed in Jesus's name and then bowed right towards the black people that they said that were going to help. They didn't help the black people that were going to help. They were ultimately praying to forgiveness to a God they could not see and no longer understand they didn't believe in Jesus if they had believed in Christ if we're going through this particular thing with Catholicism they already know what the right thing to do is they already should have known the fact that the Catholics the fact that a lot of the leftist Catholics of the thought that we have this situation where lefty calves, drag cons, and all the rest of them were bowing to not Jesus, ultimately not Jesus. They were bowing to a God that didn't even belong to them. <clears throat> In some ways, they were trying to bow down to a God more connected to the Santeria religion than anything else. Well, let's just say it's Maui from the Yoruba traditional religion. They were praying to her. They weren't praying to Jesus. They definitely weren't praying to Mary. 
Yahweh is considered one of the creation gods in West African traditional religion. So, <clears throat> whether people like it or they don't, whether people can see through the lies and all the rest of these things, they were praying to a black female goddess for her forgiveness. And Black Lives Matter has admitted to themselves they are Marxist and Karl Marx was a friend for many years of Mr. Engels. He didn't necessarily agree with the whole matrilineal, matriarchal, first communism, future communism wave. He didn't believe in that. But he did. And he was a friend of Engels. So in certain sense, it's a long ways around to the same concept that they're bowing not only to a creator God that was once the God, the ancestors of the descendants of slavery used to pray towards They are bowing to a future goddess of Kiera Sesajin, who sees herself as the new version of the Mother Mary, but is really the Beast Three, the one, the future goddess that would consume the earth and bring it into total joy, which is basically the untamed and unstoppable. If nothing is, no action is taken, forms of hypergamy, women's solosism and hubris concealed estrus as it were full-on prostitution that is basically what it is another thing the church does that they're ultimately going to pay for and this is more towards the tradcon side not so much the catholics but more of the evangelical side the evangelical Protestant side of the game is the use <clears throat> recently of trying to convince single men to go into these Bible classes to meet these tattooed women who were prodigal sons. He mentioned, uh, Rollo Tomasi mentioned some of this in the book Religion that they use these concepts of trying to hitch them up with these 35 year old 
long in the tooth, long in the breast, long in all forms. Women that ultimately are only there because they have reached a form of tiredness in themselves. And they have no inner thought nor inner ideals. It has been ripped out of them through the carousel, what they call the cock carousel, mind you, of their earlier party years. So that their first successful form of agency, which becomes their only form of agency, if not taken care of and held on to and mitigated the same way men's sexuality has been mitigated and held on to and not calcified, but not censored, but sublimated. And the same thing for women with hypergamy, hysteria, solipsism, and hubris. It's not done. The church has become matchmaker to the hell that is these marriages. And the church continues to fail its male leadership again and again and again because their pastors are beta males who wouldn't believe that a woman would actually like them because they love God. The congregations are mostly single mothers at this particular time and not the mothers of the past. The men there are just single men who have given up themselves and are basically statuettes, sex toys for these single women who fully on SSRIs, but not so much on birth control anymore, who already have children, they see them as the duty sets that their reconciliation with God, which is basically a falsity, their reconciliation with the Abrahamic gods, which is basically a falsity, mind you. Has given them the right to do duty sets to their husbands so they can feel as though they are basically free from all their sins. They have been born again. The reality and the sad truth about our 
religious life is that America, Europe, and a lot of the Western nations, maybe since the beginning of birth control for single women, had made sure the religion was defeated at all corners or what religion was, what whatever was left of masculinized patriarchal religion, which we have already stated in this first part, may have been a falsity all to its own because of the symbols that they use and the way they use Mary as a, and the Marian cult, the Marian cult of the Jesuit order, as it were, whether you think that the Jesuits are not alike, the Jesuits are left wing. Whether you like it or you don't, they're not right wing, they're left. They are not the church militant. They never were a part of the church militant. They are the church militant isn't even truly the church militant anymore. The church militant in one sense has forgotten the mission of the actual church. And none of it has to do with the sacrament of marriage. The Catholic Church since 1888 has been a real estate agency, especially in America, in order to make sure the immigrants of these particular of the countries of Ireland, Italy, and others would have their cultures, their Catholic cultures, survive the obvious xenophobia that the Germanic and British and maybe we can say a little bit of the Scots and their Christian denominations had against the Catholics because they were anti-papists. That was the basic reason why they had to do that 1888 Baltimore. Um, real estate apparatus that's what it was but this led into vatican II. ultimately there needs to be a realization that for the church to be the church that it is an imperative not to convince single men to get into the priesthood. That is not the imperative of the church. They need to get away from that because you are not going to convince a generation of men who see women as a form 
of goddess that you're going to a church to pray to a male god and then at the same time tell them that a single woman with no children whose father is still alive who they cannot figure out a way to reconcile themselves is going to convince him to go and marry them or go and join the church. You're not going to convince them. That is not the way this is going to be done. The, what the church first job is and has to be is that they must reverse some of the policies or make explicit the policies concerning divorce. They must reverse those abs abstracts. They must also begin the process with the religious life and the lay people, ultimately to reconcile the biological fathers with their biological children outside of state control. If the church refuses to do that, then there can be no church. They will continue to use the morality of feeding the widow and the orphan. When they're not widows and they're not orphans, in order to keep the coffers of the church alive. They're only there for money. They're not there to save anybody's souls anymore. Same with the trad cats. One of the most beautiful things that has exposed traditional Catholics, that Rolo Tomasi has exposed traditional Catholics, is that they are nobody and they will never be better than the feminists they are supposed to so they are supposedly against they believe in the exact same thing and this is one of the reasons why the lgbt community especially the gays were able to succeed on their merits just after this whole issue with aids came about which then gave them the emphasis and the lobbies to have a certain amount of clout, not only in the Democratic Party with the leftist Catholics in order to convince them, oh, there may be that there's nothing wrong with them. They can be celibate. And even with the right wing, especially with Monopolis, who believed in all the other things a lot of the leftist, a lot of the traditional Catholics didn't even want to do anymore. You understand what I'm trying to say? This is one of the things that he has rightly pointed out what is wrong with traditional Catholics and traditional conservatives. What can be tradition if women decide what type of God men are to pray to? That is one of the biggest keys. Let me repeat this again so everybody can understand it because I've paraphrased it 
But let me say this again, and this is his, on his words, and it's in chapter 13 of religion. Men will never regain any form of masculine authority in the world when the gods are defined by a woman. That is basically the, if they define, if women define Jesus as, especially in the African-American community and the African-American church are defined by what women see as Jesus, then there can be no masculine authority. It will never be possible. The trad cons have continued to give too much deference on women. When the reality is, and we're going to show you this on part three of these specials, that a lot of these women are too frigid for the men they want to marry. That our societies, unfortunately, have, we're ultimately going to fail because the majority of these women are frigid. And the greatest mistake these societies made, which brought about the disasters that were to come was part one allowing the medical industry to play the lobby game with this particular weapon of birth control for single women. Part two, cosmopolitan and their cynical ploy to sell products to females but the third one may have been the darkest play of all it was the grand refusal and ultimately the damaging key the ultimate sad reality they never gave none of these traditional conservatives back then as a response to what many say the love store of the ice cream store they never gave any woman, any option outside of the home that allowed them to have women have some form of self-respect for themselves. The ones that they built were built for those who only wanted to censor women's capabilities. So much so, in fact, when first wave feminism came about, they used the church. 
end prostitution was their side piece or side piece of the gun they used on men to get them away from alcohol and all other men's types of things. We didn't have the social technology, call it social science, Evo psych, and all the rest of these things in order to see what women needed in order for them to respect themselves. We did not develop the techniques and the tools until at least the late 19, the late 1950s, very late 1950s and only in a few places in order for women to have a place for them to develop themselves. We did not build that. The disaster came because of those things. Now we're all the lesser for this. One more thing on how the elites of the world use morality against us. Do the people do our leaders believe in the same things that we do? Do they believe in the same God? Do they believe in the same church? Do they believe in the same ideas of a church, of a spirituality, of a religion? One of the things about the freedom of religion that most people don't understand is that the freedom of religion does not mean we activate all these cults. That someone can go and make up a cult or someone can go and make up this particular thing with a secret society. We're gonna talk about secret societies way in the future. That not being said, the reason why we have separation of church and state is because that there were too many Catholic Christian denominations in each of the different states. If there was only one, then there would be no, there would not be a true separation of church and state. The reason why there is, is because there's too many of them there. And they had different rules for how they handle the bread of Christ and all the rest of it. They had completely different rules. So at the end of the day, the separation of church and state is because there are too many churches in the state, in the unified America that was to come. So they had to put that in there. It turned into there is no main religion in this in the United States. But that is not true. The majority of the United States is Protestant and the major and most of the majority are Baptist. Most of the majority of them are Baptist. 
So a lot of the leaders in our country, except two, both of them being Catholic, are mostly Baptist or Protestant. Protestant in the Baptist configuration. But do they even believe in their own religion? Do they even truly believe in it? In the real sense, they can't. There are different religions in America. And one of those religions is the state religion of America. The state religion of America has Baptist tendencies, but is amorphous. It is not the religion that you and I believe in. It is not the values that you and I share. It is not the values of other religions all over the world. It is the state religion of America. And the state religion of America deals with whatever the scientists say go. Wherever the sports teams we like, we watch them play. When tragedy comes, the priest, which is the president, tries to heal a nation. When the priest goes crazy, we send him to impeachment. We inaugurate the president in a semi-religious ceremony. And he speaks to the nation to calm the wounds of the past and talk about glorious futures. That's pretty much the state religion of this country. But the state religion of this country can also have purposes in order to perpetuate itself. One of the reasons why we have to have a republic is to prevent that state religion the overall state religion to dictate the mores of what the state religion thinks the people want to have. One aspect of this is what's happened with Twitter, with the handling of the election, and what Twitter accepts and what Twitter doesn't accept. In many cases, whatever Twitter accepts and doesn't accept is what the state accepts and doesn't accept. The state can have those that are adjacent to it do all sorts of heinous crimes. But if you do it, the state has every aspect and way to destroy you. They make sure you go in prison for a very long time. The state can make itself money. But if you do it, you're going to prison. 
the state can't overlook its own budget. But if you go over budget, the IRS is going to catch you. The state says murder's fine. And they even said it. But if you do it, you're going to prison. No man above the law. Unless the state religion says these folks will always be above the law. And oh, we can do some dirty shit behind the scenes. But if you do it, you're going to prison. And we can keep the medical industry and the medical insurance industry alive. But if you try to play Medicare and Medicaid, you're going to lose your license and go to prison. The government can break its own HIPAA laws. But if you do it, you're going to prison. The government can say, oh, we have no idea how we're going to handle the situation with the COVID-19. But if you say COVID-19, blah, 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 you get censored by the arms of the state and its state religion. The state religion protects the women who have six children from six different baby fathers. But if a man says that he doesn't want that type of woman in his life or just dated the woman and realizes it's not going to work, the state can make him or force him to pay child support for children he never brought into this world. The state morality, the corporation's morality is not your morality. It is not your mental point of origin. It is not where you will find happiness. But way too many times, the successful work of advertising, of course. We have been made sure that our happiness can only come through the political victories of those that we have chosen to run the state, the corporations that own the intellectual property of the video games, television shows, sports entities, and other things that we love and that this same state can now dictate through same advertising and same governmental entities on how we should speak to each other. How should we conduct business to each other? Who should be conducted a business? What specifications the business could conduct? How the businesses can be conducted? Who can be hired? What is the reason you're firing the person? And all other things as well. 
But in the final analysis, it is absolutely no different from what we have seen in high school. And it is very dark for why it is. Because in many sense, and in many ways, America, its internal mind, its internal soul, has never left an era of what it was when the majority of the leadership was in their mid-40s and late 30s, mid-40s. And their collective mind is that of a 16-year-old girl. And what she wants is attention. That is why our advertising is not what it seems. That's why we have all these things concerning with neoliberal kitsch. That's why we have all these particular situations concerning with OnlyFans as a form of exploring their sexuality in this particular sense that is wrong because of the broken homes. And then they explain all of those sins away as we didn't know any better. Forgive me. For I have still done those things. The mental point of origin, the imperial self, that type of strength. Is also a part of shadow work in order to find yourselves in this society. One of those aspects is to find out is this society worth fighting for? After everything I have just stated. Is this society worth putting your blood, sweat, and tears for? Is it worth trying to figure out your way through this society? Is it worth staying here and raising children here? When you figure all of this out, and you make an actual checklist and you begin to figure out what you need to do in order to take a understanding of where you are. You start to realize that 
a lot of the ideas you have about your own self have been brought in by outside forces. And the reason a lot of people stay in their blue pill mindset, their purple pill mindset, become purple pill grifters, and don't have the red pill inside of them because they are afraid. And some of them may be correct that they do not have the talents nor the ability to be able to change the situations they are in. And they may have fucked themselves too much in order to get along to be alarmed. And they're gonna have to make big decisions in order for them to even have a way to die with dignity. We'll get to how, what I mean in episode, in part four and part five. When a corporation tells you what to do in order to be a good person in a society that is sick, and you follow that corporation, you're nothing more than a corporate stooge. When a state ultimately says they're trying to kill you, they make sure that you are dead in the ground. And you say, yes, sir, yes, master. Are you not a stooge of the state? When a religion continues to lie to you about marriage, about the soul, about how people should treat each other, about what is allowed and what isn't allowed, and why everything keeps changing, about what their leaders do behind closed doors with the innocent, to corrupt the innocent, to corrupt the men that should be fathers into accepting the weakest of us and those that refuse to reconcile their mistakes in the past. And you say, yes, sir, give me this single mother so I can make her into a woman finally. Are you not a simp? You have all fallen short in the sight of God. And you have all fallen short in the sight of his son. You no longer want to take up your cross of loneliness. You rather drop your cross and follow the precepts of Kara Sisigen. Because she's a version of the martyr Mary, and you are a Marian. Because the trad cons and the feminists are praying to the same woman who wrote down 
nearly fully naked, I am God. And that is why the elites believe in Karasisogen and you are considered a non-entity. Episode 27 of Teachable Moments is now in the books. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with episode 28 and episode 29 for February 7th, part two special. The best of bad choices where we continue with what the church does. Why is the church in the single mother game? We explained some of it today. Why did the Second Vatican Council did the things they did with divorce? Why did the church damn the West in 1978? What lessons can we take from these issues? In chapter 29 of Teachable Moments, the church and its problems, the other reasons why men leave the church, the cynical reasons why we have the darkness in the church. What makes the church work? Can it survive or is it over? We're going to talk about something deep about the church and it's somewhat connected to Shintoism on its future. And it's important for us to look at it in that particular sense. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addicts, and wherever you get your radio shows. This is Novid Hollaback. We will see you guys next week with more teachable moments as we continue with the five-part special of the rational male religion and positive masculinity. A Beyond the Earth special hosted by Novin Hollaback. We'll see you guys next week.